I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are back. And we did a little research on this whole thing about TV and how they change the frequency. And it's it's like, what's the frequency, Kenneth, when it comes to getting your uh, your TV these days? And uh, we found some links up there as far as how to rescan, but it turns out it could be attenuation. And uh, I'm wondering if Greg has any feedback because Greg has an answer, he says. You there, Greg? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for taking my call. You guys have been a lot of help through the years. Thanks. Um, I, I, too, do the, do the uh, over-the-air yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, I, lost, I also lost Channel 3 towards the end of July. Yep. Um, apparently, they had to... Uh, reconfigure uh, their signal because uh, the FCC had auctioned off right. all the TV stations. Yep. Um, and I learned that uh, uh, Channel 3 was uh, changing their frequency. That's one thing. Right. But they were also decreasing the power. Mm. Um, so I've done numerous scans, and I, I no longer get it, nor do I know if there's any plan oh. of strengthening their signal. Um, I guess I guess time will tell. Well, Bob uh, Bob has a thought though for you, Craig. Well, yeah. I got this uh, site that tells you to put a splitter on there, and if that doesn't work, try a, another splitter in in series and like stack them to change the attenuation. So what they're saying, almost saying, and we're not experts on antennas, but it seems like they want you to actually lower the ability of your TV to receive signal because it's, if it's too strong, you're having trouble receiving so these signals. When I rescanned mine, I got not only that I that I get channel three, but I, I mean I'm getting four channel threes now, you know, right? Because they have all those other ones. But the point is, I picked up more channels when I did the rescan. So you might want to add some splitters in between your antenna and your TV to mess with the attenuation and see if that makes it work for you. Now the fact well, that we're yeah. even saying the word attenuation in TV is kind mm -hmm. of funny. I mean, in the old days, we just had some tinfoil on our rabbit ears. Right, sure. Um, my only, The other issue I have is um, I don't run it right to my TV. I have to have a box. I have an older TV. Ah. So I, have, I had to add a digital uh, a tuner. Digital tuner. Yeah. Um, and, and supposedly it's a decent one. And, you know, I, I, get, I got 63 channels. Wow. Uh, of, course, of course, now I get... Uh, because uh, Channel 3 actually broadcasts three signals, mm -hmm. three different channels. Mm -hmm. um, so I've lost those three. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it really doesn't make much sense because Channel 3, Channel 30, and Channel 61 all brag broadcast from the same basic area over in Farmington. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep trying. I'll, I'll try that uh, suggestion. Yeah, that's what we and, found. And, and so, okay, well, hopefully, hopefully that'll work. Yeah, worst case, you could just go to streaming. Um, streaming, but this is how I watch live TV. So do I. I stream. You stream, and what do they charge for that? Um, about $50 a month. Yours is a better deal. Yours is free. Correct. <laughs> and that, that's the way I'd like to keep it. You keep going that way, kid. I appreciate that, too. 
<laughs> uh, because I, I think the other alternative was going to Hulu Live. Yep, you can check out Hulu Live. It's probably a little less expensive, but uh, YouTube TV is out there. There's plenty of live TV yeah. and all that streaming stuff now is out there. Okay, well, hey, uh, thank, thanks a lot for the input. I'll give it a try. Yeah, good luck. Okay, thanks. Yep, bye-bye. Ah, the year 2019, and we're trying to figure out how to tune in TV. <laughs> we're gonna, this is going to give us an opening for a new show, TV Talk. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, crazy. <laughs> I feel his pain, though. I mean, he just wants to get some TV. Uh, we're going to go to Hanover next and Carol, who's been on the longest. What's up, Carol? Hi. So um, one of my printers died, and I bought a new printer, and I installed it. And then, unfortunately, it installed on the same port as a previous printer. Yeah. And so it caused conflicts, of course. Yeah. And so I uninstalled it and reinstalled it, and the same thing happened. How Did do I get this stupid thing to install on a different port? Did you uninstall the old printer drivers? Uh, I reinstalled new drivers. I probably did not uninstall, but no. Uninstall the old ones. So make sure you remove all printers, uninstall all printers from your computer. Most likely the old printer driver is still there. Well, all the ones you're not using. All the ones you're not using, Carol. Okay. All right. And then you're saying one of the ones you are using is also conflicting with this new one you bought? Ah, okay, I misunderstood. I thought the one that broke was still loaded as a printer. Oh, oh no, 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 that's not the issue. No, the new printer installed itself on the same port, uh, the same port as, as another printer. Do you want to walk her through is, changing? Is this, uh, are you doing this over the network or USB? Uh, USB, and uh, I have Windows 10. Okay. Okay, USB. How many USB ports do you have on your computer? Um, probably four or five, and I also have a plug-in uh, additional port. Okay. Unplug the uh, printer from wherever yeah. you plugged it in. Plug it into a different yeah. port. I tried that, too. Oh, no go? No. Hmm. So then go in to your uh, devices and printers in the control panel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Click yeah. on one of your printers. And go yep. up to the top and choose print properties. It'll give you print server properties. Okay. Okay. And then yep. click on ports and scroll down to your USB ports and yep. delete them all. Of course, unplug your printer first and delete all the USB ports, then plug it back in. And hopefully it'll discover a different it'll port. It'll rediscover, yes. All right. Um, so I'm in the car and I can't write that fast. Can you can well, you put those instructions up in a link for me? We can. I mean, our, we are podcasted, so you could just listen to the podcast. Uh, put in the instructions in a link. We don't have a transcriber here. Um, oh, okay. But if you listen to the podcast at your leisure, uh, this will be here for you, Carol. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. That 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 should work. Or you got to delete the other printer that's 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 still there first, and maybe reinstall it. Yeah, maybe they don't want to play nice together. Well, typically, if you have more than one printer yeah. connected to the same computer, mm -hmm. it, they're going to be plugged into different USB ports, and the computer can recognize right. which port it is. It's supposed to do that, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I have four. I have four printers. Wow. What are you well, printing I over there? <laughs> I do this for a living. Actually, the reason I had to buy a new printer was because the old one, I actually uh, used parts of it beyond their reasonable expectate life expectancy. Wow, we're supposed to be in a paperless society, and you're out there cranking out paper yeah, all day long. Uh, yeah, it's not working out so well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, te 
teach, so I print a lot of handouts. Ah, yes. So remember, it's print server properties. Print server properties. For that particular printer, the one that's causing you trouble, delete the ports, and hopefully it'll rescan when when you plug it back in. It'll rediscover a different port. And then under ports, okay. you scroll down to the USB. Or you can change the ports on the other one, one of the other printers that's that's sitting there. Maybe this new printer. Uh, the ones that are working right, I just assume leave them alone. I hear you. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right, Carol. All right, I'll try all that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck. All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye. So we're saving the planet from plastic bags, but the youths of America are using all sorts of handouts with paper and killing the trees. <laughs> ah. And we have no more books. Let's step out for a quick break. Let's go back to, uh, we'll get back to your calls in a minute. Steve and Mark, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Dr. Lessie's in the house. He's in the green room getting ready to go. He'll uh, be giving you a second opinion on your health advice coming up at 11 o'clock, so stick around for that. And uh, let's get back to more of your calls. We've got Steve in Weathersfield next. Morning, Steve. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So I have a Frontier issue. All right. Um, I have Frontier service, but I have an older um, modem router, router modem, uh-huh. and it's the old U-verse one. So the old U-verse one has a cable. It's a, it was a cable uh, unit okay. in those days, but Frontier does not have that now. They use uh, Ethernet, I think, over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had them come in because I wanted to update the router. Yeah. Um, but it would have been a, kind of a pain, and this one still works. Right. Um, I, I saw no advantage to doing that. This works okay. fine. Yep. Um, so the other issue is what I'm thinking is can I just put my own router in that is a cable unit? Will it still be compatible, like a Netgear or something? No. So you can't just buy a cable flavor router modem combination to replace your old Uverse box okay. with Frontier. That's not probably not going to work. Um, but you could maybe put your own router in front of this device and try to put the device in bridge mode. Now, this is going to be a little bit technical, um, and it may not work um, mm. because you have to, you're going to take over control as far as how the signal is managed on the firewall. And in order to do that, you have to tell the, the, the Frontier device, hey, I'm, I'm no longer in control. I'm going to be in bridge mode. And Bob's looking up some things too here. But this is an old U-verse device, right? Right. So, you know. Would, would, it, would there be an advantage, say, to having them come and put their modern Netgear DSL one in? It, yes, if they can just come in and put in a modem for you only. Okay. And then you can go buy your own router firewall. The advantage is you're now having a little deadbolt in between you and them. Okay. Right, right now, they're right up against your computers. When you right. put your own firewall in, they're only up to their modem. Okay. And that was, if you heard the earlier call from that doctor who called in from Glastonbury, you know, their medical people took away their firewall. So you literally have no protection. Every, the internet is right up against your computers, and you don't want that. Okay. I get that. Um, all right, so related question with OpenDNS. Yeah. If I wish to configure OpenDNS with the current router, when I go on the OpenDNS site, 
and it has several you know listings of articles regarding different services. It says it's not compatible with UVerse. Right. So is my service Frontier? In other words, will it be compatible even though it's a UVerse one because it's Frontier service, or is it the unit itself that isn't compatible? So technically, DNS is not incompatible. It's just how it's going to allow you to make the configuration changes. How many computers are within your network? Two. So you don't need to do this on the router level. You can just put the DNS IP addresses in the two PCs. Ah. And now you get all the power of open DNS, but it won't be at the router level. So if I came over to your house to have a, a you know a hamburger or something like that, when my phone enters your network and you give me your SSID, I would no longer I would not be protected because your router is not handing out the open DNS IP. Okay. But your PCs are, right? Because you're going to tell them, hey, don't use the Frontier DNS, use Open DNS. Gotcha. That's the difference. So if you want the security and the and the and the protection that Open DNS offers you, do it that way. Okay, that makes sense. Good. All righty then. All right, Steve. Thanks much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Bob did find an, some older, quote-unquote, Frontier-approved modems, but they're connected. This guy's connected with a old cable-style connection, so he, they were going to change that out, Bob. So I think I'm not sure those would help him very much. That's why I didn't bring it up. Who knows? Um so we're going to be here to 11 o'clock. we got four lines wide open. You guys jammed the phones up early. we got lines wide open right now. As we wait for your calls, we're going to go back to some news. And Bob had a story about car dealership, I remember you saying, or, or Nissan, who couldn't actually sell cars recently. Yeah, this is uh, Nissan and Infinity dealers crippled after power outage shuts down key systems. Wow. Dealers aren't able to order parts cars or check on incentives offer uh, incentives offers for potential buyers yeah so personnel at Nissan and Infinity dealerships are having a rough week after a power outage on Sunday knocked out key systems used to perform essential tasks at each franchise unbelievable according to an automotive news report on Tuesday the power outage happened in Denver Colorado sure where the Nissan data center resides since then the outage has taken down what Nissan calls its NNA net system that dealers use some systems were restored earlier this week but mm -hmm. as of Wednesday the company said it's unsure when the whole network would be entirely back online what's affected Nissan and Infiniti dealers were reportedly unable to order new cars or parts for vehicles or even check for incentives and rebates for vehicles. Jeez. This last outage makes it rather difficult when a customer is ready to pull the trigger on a new car. Other problems dealers have dealt with include the inability to file warranty claims, Ugh. check for recalls, or even determine how much a customer owes a current Nissan or Infiniti loan or lease. It's amazing. Tim Hill, who owns a Nissan dealership in Winter Haven, Florida, told yep. the website, the situation will grow far worse if the system does not come back by the end of the week, typically when dealers receive incentive payments. Uh, he also called uh, NNA, Net Nissan, and Infinity dealers lifeblood. So, again, this, this type of stuff where you've got everything centralized, centrally managed, some, some guy thought it was a good idea, right? But in the old days, you did things called distributing, distributed computing, whereby you had your own server in your dealership, and maybe hourly, once a day, once a month, however often, your local system was updated by the mothership, allowing you, if the mothership happens to crash, as it has here, to still operate with the data you had at the last time you were updated, right? How magical would that be? You're able to sell a car, 
because you have the data as of two hours ago when the system went down. It hasn't changed, but now you can't because the mothership is down. What ding-dong thought that was a good idea? A few months ago, Target couldn't even even sell you a pack of gum because their system went down. They couldn't practice capitalism, for crying out loud. When I was a kid, I could walk in with a dollar and get my gum. Well, back then, it was probably a Keter, right? Now it's... You, you, you can't practice capitalism because the, 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 the central computer system and the cloud went down. Guys, you're just asking people to no longer go to your stores if this is the way you're going to operate. Uh, in the old days, people were able to actually buy things when they wanted to. <laughs> you could get on a plane, right? Right now, the airlines have to use some sort of weight measurement system that's in the cloud. If the cloud's down, the airlines don't have any idea how heavy their, their planes are and they can't fly. Does that make any sense? I don't think it makes any sense. That's what's happening with these these centralized cloud systems, and this is "quote unquote" improvement. <laughs> we all suffer at the same time, so I feel bad for the Nissan guys. But so, you think they changed that? I think we need to go back to the future and go to paper and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Carter approach. Let's go to Joe in Berlin. What's up, Joe? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, earlier today, there was a, a gentleman who had a problem with the uh, updates on his Dell computer. Yeah, trying to do a BIOS uh, update. A bias of it, exactly. I had the same issue, and it turned out that the, the software that checks the bias uh, is out of date. So he has to update his uh, his the software that does the checking of the bias. Yeah, I kind of alluded to that in a different way, but that does yeah. make sense. So the tool he's using is not up to date, but the software is not Correct. smart enough to know it's not up to date. So it's, right. it's in a exactly. yeah, it's in an infinite loop. Well, thanks, Joe. Exactly. I appreciate exactly. that so. information. All right, thank you, and, and I enjoy your show. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so the tool he was using wasn't up to date. He's got to update the tool in order to make it work. Everything we talked about today has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. Mike G posted it, posted it live. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, as we're waiting for calls here, we, we work with small businesses as our day job, right? So what we do every day is dealing with you know, small businesses and their issues. And we have a large retail customer um, that you would know who uses distributed computing so that if their, their, their main central server goes down, their 56 stores can still sell you sneakers. <laughs> they don't need the main system to be up to be able to sell you things. Obviously, that's their goal, right? Selling stuff. And if your computer systems go down and you're not able to sell stuff, well... Your customers get cranky. Um, so I'm telling you, if you're considering some sort of centralized system, you're going to have to buy secondary and tertiary internet connections. And you may, you just may have to figure out how to sell stuff the old-fashioned way when your whole central system goes down. And that's just going to do your, your customers a favor so that you can still actually service them rather than saying, I'm sorry, the computers are down. You're going to have to go buy your, your stuff elsewhere. You know, it's just awful. Um, but you couldn't go to another Nissan dealer because they're, they're down they're too. Down too. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, so stick around. Doctor Alessi's up next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. You got, I'm sure you got garden talk. You got pet talk. You got law talk. If I, I'm not mistaken. So stick around here. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live. I want to thank Matt for producing. See you next week.
This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And this is the second hour of our program. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in. And he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this beautiful Saturday morning. We're going to go to North Brantford and Mike next. Hey, Mike, what's up? How are you? Good. How are you? I am. My question is: I have a uh, HP laptop, a Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Bought it a couple of years ago, and uh, a couple of months ago, an up an update occurred through Windows 10 mm-hmm. or through Microsoft, yep. and uh, for some reason, I can no longer store files on my computer i'll oh. put you know n- n- luckily they're nothing important but what? i mean but it's you know, i put a file on there with it has just a, some, some small short videos on it yeah and i'll close it and the next day because i have a, a critter camera in my backyard and i download the whatever comes across the yard that night you know sure and um i've noticed that the files have been disappearing i'll open it up the next day and that file will no longer be there hmm so, and I I will look for it in you know by just by you know in that little thing in the bottom left hand corner where you can you can yeah. name the file and it and it doesn't even show up. So what on about the computer at all? Well, Bob has a question for so you. So how long ago did you do the update? Well, there was a couple updates done. This one of the, one of them was just recently, but there was one back either late last year or early this year. Okay, here's my question: If you go to the root of C. Is there a Windows.old file on your computer? Uh, you're, I don't know what that is. So, so if you open that? up uh, Windows Explorer, okay. okay, which is File Explorer or whatever you want to call it. So when you're navigating to get, if you go and click on your computer or my PC, yeah. and you'll see there's a C drive will be listed. You know, I have all this favorites and other stuff that's yeah, there. Yeah. But if you click on... Uh, the computer, you'll see C. Right. Yeah. And then click on that. Okay. And the Windows C. And see if there's a Windows.old in that list. Yeah. Um, so there'll be for... program files, uh, yeah. program files, x86, program data. If I, hang on. Users, Windows. And you're looking for a Windows.old. So Bob's trying to see if you can get a way to go back. Before yeah, the update. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if it's working fine, that was left over from an update. Oh. And yeah. that's like the the whole image of his drive before the update, so he can safely delete that. So, oh, to free up space. Before Correct. Before you go too far, I can't even find... I, mean, I, I opened up that envelope that has my, like my, this PC, network, OneDrive. Yeah, you want to find the C drive. And I which don't is even the... see that, to be honest with you. It's just... Quick access documents, downloads, pictures, music, videos, OneDrive, PC, this PC. This PC, expand it. Okay. Now you should uh, see okay, your C drive. C drive yes. Is that thing full? Bob's on a t- thinks. No, it's it's it, it's only about uh, maybe a quarter inch dark blue. Okay, so you got plenty of space. Yeah. So that's not the issue. That's not it. So when you say you can't save anything to your C drive, obviously that would make your computer are kind of a paperweight. Um, right. Do you, do you ever do like Word documents and stuff? Well, uh, my wife used to, but then one day she was doing a document and it, 
she closed out the computer, opened it up, and it was gone. And she stopped doing them on this computer because she got really upset. Oh, yeah, that's not good. No. Um, what I'd like you to do, Mike, is to test that theory. Can you bring up Word and try to type a document and save it? Okay. And save it to someplace on the, on the driver. You'll know you're going to save it so you'll, right. that you can navigate to. Because having a computer not being able to save data is kind of like having a car that only goes in reverse. Right. And I Googled the problem, and uh, the only thing that came up was it said you should be saving all your documents. But, right, yeah, this I is... Do, but- this is a very odd problem. No update uh, that even Microsoft would do would cause this. So I'm thinking the problem doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist, but it, logically it can't exist yet as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but I'm telling you, Mike, is it, what you're seeing is not, is not happening. But um, I think what's happening is your, your files are going somewhere you're not expecting them to go. Oh. Um, you know, your critter cam files, you know, it's not like you've got a squirrel that's hacking your computer and saying, hey, I want to be seen on the computer. It's just right. they're going somewhere else that you if think they are. they're movie files, they could be going into your uh, documents. Right. And under documents, there's a uh, videos. Or actually, it's under... Uh, you can do a search for yeah, Stardot. I looked at those, and all of those were empty. Well, the thing is, Mike, what's the extension of the files, the CritterCam files? What, what are they made? Are they MP4s? What are they? Um, if you tell me they don't know, I'm going to hang up. I, don't, I, I put them on an SD card. I put the SD card in the side of the thing. I, I put all the files over, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> so you put them in. magic. You, I don't <laughs> so you have the SD card, and then you copy the files where? Where do you put them, Mike? It, right onto the desktop. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah. So your desktop is getting cluttered with junk, right? You get, you're, it's but just, no, there's, there's hardly anything there because everything just keeps disappearing. Okay, so that's a profile problem, I think. So what you should be doing... A is learning how to how to file your stuff. Okay. So I mean, what you need to do is learn how to make directories and call it CritterCam. You know, make a directory on your C drive, call it CritterCam, and then go and learn how to copy and paste files to those folders. What's happening, okay. I think, is your profile's corrupt, and your desktop is part of that profile. And Bob can tell me if I'm all wet, but this is what I think. And you reboot the machine; the profile is so full of these videos. It could be too big, too. I mean, yeah. if these videos are really big, you could be really causing a problem for your operating system to load all this junk on your desktop. I see. This is just my theory. Okay. But based on your what you've told me about your abilities as a computer user, I'm thinking this could be the problem. Okay. So what I'm saying is you want to navigate to that little card, which you obviously can do, and then copy, and then navigate to the directory you made called Mike's Critter Cam Files and paste, and then go see if they stick in there. I would bet you they will. Okay. I think your problem is you're just killing your desktop. Do you have any all other right. thoughts, Bob, or am I, am I all wet? So I, yeah, I so would I, just create and redirect your software to put it in. Uh, well, he copies and pastes. Well, you can do that, but that's more work. I would just have the software put it there in the first place. Well, he doesn't. He's got a little file, a little card, a little reader. He goes and he literally goes out to his camera, right, right, Mike, and you yep. pop out the little CF card Correct. and you pop it in. So well, he's yeah. already doing it manually. Okay. problem with Mike is he doesn't know where he's sticking it. Exactly. <laughs> But so try that. So do you know how to make a directory? No, no, I don't. Ah, there it is. So when you start navigating to your C drive, uh, you you should be able to when you get to the C colon right click and it should give you an option to make a directory. And when it does that, you're going to type in the name of the directory you're going to call, and that's just a a folder. It's like creating a drawer in your file cabinet. You're uh-huh. going to make a directory and name it whatever you like. So now you, when you navigate to do your copy and paste, you're going to go and and navigate to the directory you call, you, whatever you called it. Okay. Um, and it might make some sense to go look at a video as to how to uh, 
use directories in Windows 10. I bet you there's a, a billion YouTube videos out sure. there to tell okay. you this. And it's just a matter of finding the file. I bet you it's all there. You just don't know where you're looking. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, I couldn't find anything either if I didn't know where I was looking. Yeah. That's why I have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she looks somehow looks at the same spot I did and she finds it. Oh, that's the same thing happens here. Exactly, right? It's kind of our, our lot in life as husbands. But in your case, you can't find out where you're putting your files. That's the same idea, I think. You're, you just don't know where you're, where you're placed. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, Yeah, it does. It does. There's no update on the planet that I've ever heard of that would make it impossible to save a file. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and we'll put some links out here on how to create files in Windows 10, Great. right? Is that what right. you have? Yes. Okay, that's what we'll do, Mike. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's got to be the case. He just doesn't know where he's placing this stuff. That happens all the time to a lot of people. You know, it happens to the best of us, right? If you if you get distracted and you forgot which directory you made, you end up copying something where you shouldn't have copied it. Has that ever happened to you, Bob? Well, uh, sometimes you know you you're moving your finger oh. across on the touchpad and you pick up a, file a folder and, it, and and you drop it off into a there's Oblivion. all sorts of folders and you don't know which one it fell into. Yeah. That happens to a lot of people. That happens to a lot of people. So Mike's, Mike's not alone. Let's go on to uh, quickly here to Scott in Manchester next. Scott, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Doing okay. How are you? Good. Hey, I got a um, uh, question. Um, I have um, with Cox Cable, and I have my own cable modem. Nice. And it's a um, Netgear, I think a CM500. Okay. Uh, which does, I'm not sure the acronym, but I think it's like DOHC 3.0. Yeah, Doxis or Doxis three, however you want to say it. Yep, good. Now, is that is that something that I I've had it for a couple of years? Is that something I need to upgrade to the three one or? So uh, the the answer to your question is only if you're if you're not getting the bandwidth you're paying for. So if okay. you if you look at your bill and you're you're getting you know fifty megabits and you do a speed test and you're getting fifty megabits, you're happy. Okay. The other thing too, Scott, is you don't need more than fifty megabits. <laughs> okay, all right. Watch out for these cable companies are selling everybody all this bandwidth, but you don't need that much of a of bandwidth to serve streaming to your to your family. And if you well, have you know, an older talk- router, it probably won't take more than hundred megabits anyway. So if right. you're paying for gigabit and your router won't handle it, you're not getting it. But what you're going to say, Scott? Well, I was just going to say that <laughs> Cox changed their plan, so now they have a thirty and a one fifty. Well, so, I'm on a 65 <laughs> with you Cox. Might be an older one, yeah. I might be, um, but believe it or not, how many people are in your family? We just have the two of us. Just the two of you. All right, perfect. What speed are you getting? Do you do a speed test? I, I, I think I did a speed test, and I'm at, at like 145. So you're getting your you're getting your bandwidth. Now yeah. a- ask them what it would cost to go to 30. Okay. I would contend if it's just the two of you, and you're both probably watching the same thing at the same time, right? I mean, if it's, yeah, most of the time, yeah. So you're streaming on one computer or one device? Yeah, yeah, smart TV, yeah. 30 megabits will serve you well. And if it's going to cut your cost in half, take your wife out to dinner after I saved you half the money. Okay. How about your wife out to dinner? You gonna take my wife out to dinner? <laughs> then we got a problem. We got a problem. Um, I have a second question. Sure. So, uh, is the router um, now now the now the wireless router piece? Yeah. Um, I got a TP Link AC seventeen something blah 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 blah. Yeah. Is that still sufficient as the router side? As a, well, I guess that's the wireless side. Yeah. So my answer is the same. So if you do a speed test on a wireless device in your home, and it comes up with the bandwidth you're paying for, the answer is yes. Okay. So bandwidth. Think of bandwidth as getting a, a water service to your home. The water company gives you a half inch or a qu- three quarter inch pipe, right? Yep. And you can shower. You guys can take 
two showers at the same time. All right, no problem. You can run the dishwasher. Everything's running on that little quarter-inch pipe, right, or three-quarter-inch pipe. What the cable companies are trying to convince you to do is to buy a 16-inch water main and connect it to your house. And guess what? All you're going to do is shower and use the dishwasher. And they're going to act like they're doing you a favor. But they're not. And they're going to charge you for that 16-inch pipe. <laughs> well, yeah. So you only need 30 to 50 me- – I mean, in my home with with three boys – we're streaming 65 megabits with no problem at all. Not a single problem. High definition, everyone's happy, nobody's complaining. You don't need the bandwidth. The problem we have is you you want to stop them from charging you for the overages because you're going to use a terabyte of data. If you use a terabyte of data beyond Cox will whack you, I think it's 10 bucks per 100 megabits or something like that. Okay. That's the issue. Okay. And, yeah, so, and I don't know that I don't know whether I it's probably some way I can find out what we're using, but well, they're going to warn you, so they're going to send you a big warning. But if it's just the two of you, there's no way in heck you're going to be using a terabyte of data. Okay. So, yeah, because got, we got rid of the cable part of it. We're just yep. we're using you know, YouTube TV and Netflix and stuff. Yep. The only time um, I even come close is when the kids are back from school. Okay. Okay. So now, third question. Um, the router and the cable modem are in the basement. Yeah. And kind of near the main TV and the bedroom TV. Yeah. Um, no problems with those. However, I have a TV that is out like in a three season room that I have a slab on. Yep. Um, and the connection is a little, a little sketchy. Uh, it drops down the, the, the quality. Uh, so it seems like I'm, I'm losing some strength there. Right. Is there a way to boost that? So, yes. So you can buy what's called a wireless access point. Okay. And you can so you set that wireless access point up and connect it to a hard wire that is upstairs. So if you've got a, a Cat Five E or Cat Six data wire running from your router up to your second floor, and you attach this access point to it, we recommend Ubiquity. Um, you attach this access point to it. Now your whole house is going to be very powerful when it comes to um, the wireless signal because you brought it from the basement up to that second floor. Okay, so I don't have that now. So I would, so I could do a Cat Five to the back of the wireless router to, from the router, right? Not yes, the cable sir. modem. Correct. Yeah. So from the router up to this, uh, can I just put it like up to the ceiling in the basement, or should I drill through and put an actual jack? I in put. The wall? I would drill through and get to your second floor. Okay. That's what I would do, and put the access point there, or just run a wire right to your TV up there on the uh, three season porch. If it has, a, if it has an Ethernet connection. You're all set. Just run a wire right to it. Yeah, no. It, unfortunately, it, it's um, it's a slab, so I would have to. Yeah, it's no fun. Harder to get, harder to get to. But yeah. I could do it on the. I could do something on the other side and put an access point. There you go. And then you actually will, now, you can power the access point by pumping power over Ethernet. It's called POE. Okay. So you plug it in down in the basement, push the power up over the Cat Five drop you just created, and now the access point is broadcasting fi- nice, powerful Wi-Fi up on your. Second floor there, or on your and main floor. What was the company you recommend? Ubiquity. We'll put a link for you. Ubiquity. Pretty. Is there uh, a model number or anything? Um, we'll put a link for one that we'd recommend. I can't. Uh, UAP something. Uh, they're about one eighty. AC Pro. The AC Pro. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I see them on Amazon for like one hundred thirty-four bucks. There we go. So okay. not too expensive. Now you can also get TP-Link models. You can also get wireless extenders, but I don't. I don't necessarily recommend the extenders. Having your own access point is much better. Okay, it's not too expensive. If you're willing to spend all the money on your modem and your router, I saved you all the money there. Put it into your access point, and you're good. Okay, thank you for your help. You're welcome, Scott. 
Enjoy a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk. we got one line open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, so stick around. And let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Mark in Glastonbury. What's up, Mark? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? you? hear me? Yeah. All right, so I got a problem. You know, like the FCC upgraded the, the channels? Yeah. Uh, about the uh, uh, first week of August. Yes. Well, ever since then, I haven't had Channel 3 or Channel 61. Yeah, you got to rescan. So... Yeah, so I did the rescan. I still don't get those two channels, channel three and channel sixty-one. Oh, maybe you're better off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it could yeah. be that your tuner can't handle the um the new channel. How old's your TV? Oh, it's got a digital tuner. It's uh, like ten years old. It's got a digital tuner, so it gets the channels without it. Uh, last time I went through this, maybe I don't know how many years ago we had to rescan. I think maybe five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, rescan that one. Yeah, I so do. I did a rescan then. Yeah. And I got all the channels. Right, okay? but, but they could have so moved. I did a rescan yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, doesn't work. I can't. I can't get the channel three. Any channel threes and any no channel sixty ones and no channel threes. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I heard you. I, I think your problem could be though that your tuner on in your TV is not able to scan those those frequencies for whatever reason because of its age. I'm guessing because if it, it rescan be, should work. Maybe you need a little better antenna too. Yeah. Maybe the antenna needs to be improved because of the different no, frequencies. I got a, yeah, you have a point on the antenna. So I went out and got that that newer, that uh, top of the line, expensive digital yeah. antenna yeah. for digital channels. Yeah, and I still can't. I rescanned it, and I still don't get channels. Any no channel threes, no channel sixty ones. Well, all I can tell you is it must be your tuner that can't find those channels um, for whatever reason. Could it be that? I, I think it has to be. Home. No, I haven't heard it from anybody else. I guess I would tell you to email three or sixty one. You probably will get a response, and you can tell them the I problem. I did, I did, I did, and I haven't had no response. What? Yeah, I know. They gave me a corporate number for both stations, and none of them have reached out to me. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm like, I'm like screwed. I want those channels. <laughs> well, well, I need that info, you know. It's sure. Info, man. It's, yeah. No, I hear you. They. What's going on? Yep. Uh, I don't disagree. So, so the the key is, what kind wait, of tuner are you going to get? I'm sorry? What kind of tuner are you going to go get? You should probably get a new TV, I think, with a better tuner. Or you, you know what you should do? Go to the big box stores that sell TVs and tell them of your problem. Yeah, I was thinking of doing the same thing. And yeah. then, they, yeah, but I want to stay with, I'd like to, if they could help me without it, without charging me to find out. Cause that's, it's, They're not going to charge you to find not, out the not, question. It's, I think it's kind of stupid because it's a digital... TV, the new. Remember when we had a problem with the new deep digital TV? When the yeah. when the new TVs came out, they had a digital tuner. You can get all the channels. Yeah, right. So if they did it, this is like the second or upgrade. I know. Why would it stop it from get from why? What would stop it from getting channel three and sixty one? So they they run on frequencies, and if your tuner can't, I know. I know. If your tuner can't uh, catch that frequency, that's the thing that's going to stop you. It's not going to stop everybody. It's going to stop you because you've got some maybe an old right. version that doesn't have the capability of tuning in the new frequency. That's the only thing. I would love to hear from other people if they're having the same problem. Okay. That would solve the, my issue. All right. Maybe uh, somebody out there can reach out and, 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 and call back and say, I've had the same problem. If That would eliminate that. All right. You can also go to WFSB's website, and there's maybe instructions. Have you checked that out to see if there's anything specific? No, can you give me that website? They gave me a number, but they didn't give me the website. We'll That'd put the link crazy. out there for you, Mark. We'll put a link out for you. 
but I don't. I think All you're right. going to have a problem. I think it has Channel to do with rescanning. Channel 61, too. We'll put the links that we can find for you, Mark. Yes, sir. All right. Enjoy your show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. I can, t- I can sense his frustration. You know, how, much, how difficult should it be to get your TV station? Um, but if it's just rescanning, he did that. We'll see what happens. We'll put a link out there for you. I think it's his tuner. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Uh, we've got two lines open for you. Carol and Mark, hang on. And we'll do everything we can to get right back to your calls after this news break. And we are back. And we did a little research on this whole thing about TV and how they change the frequency. And it's it's like, what's the frequency, Kenneth, when it comes to getting your uh, your TV these days? And uh, we found some links up there as far as how to rescan. But it turns out it could be attenuation. And uh, I'm wondering if Greg has any feedback, because Greg has an answer, he says. You there, Greg? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for taking my call. You guys have been a lot of help through the years. Thanks. Um, I, I too, do the, do the uh, over-the-air yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, I, lost, I also lost Channel 3 towards the end of July. Yep. Um, apparently, they had to uh, reconfigure... Uh, their signal because uh, the FCC had auctioned off right. all the TV stations. Yep. Um, and I learned that uh, uh, Channel 3 was uh, changing their frequency. That's one thing. Right. But they were also decreasing the power. Mm. Um, so I've done numerous scans, and I, I no longer get it, nor do I know if there's any plan oh. of strengthening their signal. Um, I guess I guess time will tell. Well, Bob uh, Bob has a thought though for you, Craig. Well, uh, I got this uh, site that tells you to put a splitter on there, and if that doesn't work, try a, another splitter in, in series and like stack them to change the attenuation. So what they're saying, almost saying, and we're not experts on antennas, but it seems like they want you to actually lower the ability of your TV to receive signal because it's, if it's too strong, you're having trouble receiving so, these signals. When I rescanned mine, I got not only that I that I get channel three, but I I mean I'm getting four channel threes now, you know, right? Because they have all those other ones. But the point is, I picked up more channels when I did the rescan. So you might want to add some splitters in between your antenna and your TV to mess with the attenuation and see if that makes it work for you. Now the fact well, that we're yeah. even saying the word attenuation in TV is kind mm-hmm. of funny. I mean, in the old days, we just had some tinfoil on our rabbit ears. Right, sure. Um, <laughs> my only, The other issue I have is um, I don't run it right to my TV. I have to have a box. I have an older TV. Ah. So I, ha- I had to add a digital uh, a tuner. Digital tuner. Yeah. Um, and, and supposedly it's a decent one. And, you know, I, I, get, I got 63 channels. Wow. Uh, of, course, oh, of course, now I get, because uh, uh, Channel 3 actually broadcasts three signals, mm-hmm. three different channels mm-hmm. um so i've lost those three mm-hmm. um and you know it really doesn't make much sense because channel three channel 30 and channel 61 all brag broadcast from the same basic area over in farmington yeah um but you know i'll, I'll keep trying I'll, I'll try that uh suggestion yeah that's what we and, found and, and so okay well hopefully hopefully that'll work yeah worst case you could just go to streaming um, streaming, but this is how I watch live TV. So do I. I stream. You stream, and what do they charge for that? Um, about fifty dollars a month. Yours is better deal. Yours is free. Correct. <laughs> and that—that's the way I'd like to keep it. You keep going that way, kid. I appreciate that too. 
<laughs> uh, because I, I think the other alternative was going to Hulu Live. Yep, you can check uh, out Hulu Live. It's probably a little less expensive, but uh, YouTube TV is out there. There's plenty of live TV yeah. and all that streaming stuff now is out there. Okay, well, hey, uh, thank, thanks a lot for the input. I'll give it a try. Yeah, good luck. Okay, thanks. Yep, yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Ah, the year 2019, and we're trying to figure out how to tune in TV. <laughs> we're gonna, this is going to give us an opening for a new show, TV Talk. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I feel his pain, though. I mean, he just wants to get some TV. Uh, we're going to go to Hanover next, and Carol, who's been on the longest. What's up, Carol? Hi. So um, one of my printers died, and I bought a new printer, and I installed it. And then, unfortunately, it installed on the same port as a previous printer. Yeah. And so it caused conflicts, of course. Yeah. And so I uninstalled it and reinstalled it, and the same thing happened. How did, do I get this stupid thing to install on a different port? Did you uninstall the old printer drivers? Uh, I reinstalled new drivers. I probably did not uninstall, but no. Uninstall the old ones. So make sure you remove all printers. Uninstall all printers from your computer. Most likely, the old printer driver is still there. Well, I all the ones you're not uh -huh. using. All the ones you're not using, Carol. Okay. All right. And then you're saying one of the ones you are using is also conflicting with this new one you bought? Yes. Ah, okay. I misunderstood. I thought the one that broke was still loaded as a printer. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's not the issue. No, the new printer installed itself on the same port, uh, the same port as, as another printer. Do you want to walk her through is, changing? Is this, uh, are you doing this over the network or USB? Uh, USB. And oh. I have Windows 10. Okay. Okay, USB. How many USB ports do you have on your computer? Um, probably four or five, and I also have a plug-in uh, additional port. Okay. Unplug the uh, printer from wherever yeah. you plugged it in. Plug it into a different yeah. port. I tried that, too. Oh, no go? No. Hmm. So Then go in to your uh, devices and printers in the control panel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Click yep. on one of your printers and go yep. up to the top and choose print properties. It'll give you print server properties. Okay. Okay. And then yep. click on ports and scroll down to your USB ports and yep. delete them all. Of course, unplug your printer first and delete all the USB ports, then plug it back in. And hopefully it'll discover a different it'll port. It'll rediscover, yes. All right. Um, so I'm in the car, and I can't write that fast. Can you can well, you put those instructions up in a link for me? We can. I mean, our, we are podcasted, so you could just listen to the podcast, uh, put in the instructions in a link. We don't have a transcriber here. Um, oh, okay. But if you listen to the podcast at your leisure, uh, this will be here for you, Carol. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. That 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 should work. Or you got to delete the other printer that's 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 still there first, and maybe reinstall it. You know, maybe they don't want to play nice together. Well, typically, if you have more than one printer yeah. connected to the same computer, mm -hmm. it, they're going to be plugged into different USB ports, and the computer can recognize right. which port it is. It's supposed to do that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I have four. I have four printers. Wow. What are you well, printing I over there? <laughs> I do this for a living. Actually, the reason I had to buy a new printer was because the old one, I actually uh, used parts of it beyond their reasonable expect life expectancy. Wow, we're supposed to be in a paperless society, and you're out there cranking out paper yeah, all day no, long. Yeah, it's not working out so well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I teach 
cheek, so I print a lot of handouts. Ah, yes. So remember, it's print so, server properties. Print server properties. For that particular printer, the one that's causing you trouble, delete the ports, and hopefully it'll rescan when, when you plug it back in. It'll rediscover a different port. And then under ports, okay. you scroll down to the USB. Or you can change the ports on the other one, one of the other printers that's that's sitting there. Maybe this new printer. The ones that are working right, I just assume leave them alone. I hear you. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right, Carol. All right, I'll try all that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck. All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye. So we're saving the planet from plastic bags, but the youths of America are using all sorts of handouts with paper and killing the trees. Ah. <laughs> uh. And we have no more books. Let's step out for a quick break. Let's go back to, uh, we'll get back to your calls in a minute. Steve and Mark, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Dr. Lessie's in the house. He's in the green room getting ready to go. He'll uh, be giving you a second opinion on your health advice coming up at 11 o'clock, so stick around for that. And uh, let's get back to more of your calls. We've got Steve in Weathersfield next. Morning, Steve. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So I have a Frontier issue. All right. Um, I have Frontier service, but I have an older um, modem router, router modem, uh -huh. and it's the old U-verse one. So the old U-verse one has a cable. It's a, it was a cable uh, unit okay. in those days, but Frontier does not have that now. They use uh, Ethernet, I think, over the phone. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I had them come in because I wanted to update the router. Yeah. Um, but it would have been a, kind of a pain, and this one still works. Right. Um, I, I saw no advantage to doing that. This works okay. fine. Yep. Um, so the other issue is what I'm thinking is can I just put my own router in that is a cable unit? Will it still be compatible, like a Netgear or something? No. So you can't just buy a cable flavor router modem combination to replace your old U-verse box okay. with Frontier. That's not probably not going to work. Um, but you could maybe put your own router in front of this device and try to put the device in bridge mode. Now, this is going to be a little bit technical, um, and it may not work um, mm. because you have to, you're going to take over control as far as how the signal is managed on the firewall. And in order to do that, you have to tell the, the, the Frontier device, hey, I'm, I'm no longer in control. I'm going to be in bridge mode. And Bob's looking up some things too here, but this is an old U-verse device, right? Right. So, you know. Would, would it would there be an advantage, say, to having them come and put their modern Netgear DSL one in? It, yes, if they can just come in and put in a modem for you only. Okay. And then you can go buy your own router firewall. The advantage is you're now having a little deadbolt in between you and them. Okay. Right, right now, they're right up against your computers. When you right. put your own firewall in, they're only up to their modem. Okay. And that was, if you heard the earlier call from that doctor who called in from Glastonbury, you know, their medical people took away their firewall. So you literally have no protection. Every, the Internet is right up against your computers, and you don't want that. Okay, I get that. Um, all right, so related question with OpenDNS. Yeah. If I wish to configure OpenDNS with the current router, when I go on the OpenDNS site, 
and it has several you know listings of articles regarding different services. It says it's not compatible with UVerse. Right. So is my service Frontier? In other words, will it be compatible even though it's a UVerse one because it's Frontier service, or is it the unit itself that is incompatible? So n- technically, DNS is not incompatible. It's just how it's going to allow you to make the configuration changes. How many computers are within your network? So you don't need to do this on the router level. You can just put the DNS IP addresses in the two PCs. Ah. And now you get all the power of open DNS, but it won't be at the router level. So if I came over to your house to have a, a you know, a hamburger or something like that, when my phone enters your network and you give me your SSID, I would no I would not be protected because your router is not handing out the open DNS IP. Okay. But your PCs are Right, because you're going to tell them, "Hey, don't use the Frontier DNS; use Open DNS." Gotcha. That's the difference. So, if you want the security and the and the and the protection that Open DNS offers you, do it that way. Okay, that makes sense. Good. Alrighty then. All right, Steve. Thanks much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. And Bob did find an, some older, quote unquote, Frontier approved modems, but they're connected. This guy's connected with a old cable style connection, so he. They were going to change that out, Bob, so I think I'm not sure those would help them very much. That's why I didn't bring it up. Who knows? Um, so we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. we got four lines wide open. You guys jammed the phones up early. we got lines wide open right now. As we wait for your calls, we're going to go back to some news. And Bob had a story about car dealership, I remember you saying, or, or Nissan, who couldn't actually sell cars recently. Yeah, this is uh, Nissan and Infinity dealers crippled after power outage shuts down key systems. Wow. Dealers aren't able to order parts, cars, or check on incentives offer uh, incentives offers for potential buyers. Yeah. So, personnel at Nissan and Infinity dealerships are having a rough week after a power outage on Sunday knocked out key systems used to perform essential tasks at each franchise. Unbelievable. According to an automotive news report on Tuesday, the power outage happened in Denver, Colorado, where the Nissan data center resides. Since then, the outage has taken down what Nissan calls its NNA, net system, that dealers use. Some systems were restored earlier this week, but Mm -hmm. as of Wednesday, the company said it's unsure when the whole network would be entirely back online. What's affected? Nissan and Infinity dealers were reportedly unable to order new cars or parts for vehicles or even check for incentives and rebates for vehicles. Jeez. This last outage makes it rather difficult when a customer is ready to pull the trigger on a new car. Other problems dealers have dealt with include the inability to file warranty claims, Ugh. check for recalls, or even determine how much a customer owes a current Nissan or Infinity loan or lease. It's amazing. Tim Hill, who owns a Nissan dealership in Winter Haven, Florida, told yep. the website, the situation will grow far worse if the system does not come back by the end of the week, typically when dealers receive incentive payments. Ah. Well, he also called uh, NNA, Net Nissan, and Infinity dealers lifeblood. So, again, this, this type of stuff where you've got everything centralized, centrally managed, some, some guy thought it was a good idea, right? But in the old days, you did things called distributing, distributed computing, whereby you had your own server in your dealership, and maybe hourly, once a day, once a month, however often, your local system was updated by the mothership, allowing you, if the mothership happens to crash, as it has here, to still operate with the data you had at the last time you were updated, right? How magical would that be? You're able to sell a car, 
because you have the data as of two hours ago when the system went down. It hasn't changed, but now you can't because the mothership is down. What ding-dong thought that was a good idea? A few months ago, Target couldn't even even sell you a pack of gum because their system went down. They couldn't practice capitalism, for crying out loud. When I was a kid, I could walk in with a dollar and get my gum. Well, back then, it was probably a Keter, right? Now it's... You, you, you can't practice capitalism because the, 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 the central computer system and the cloud went down. Guys, you're just asking people to no longer go to your stores <laughs> if this is the way you're going to operate. Uh, in the old days, people were able to actually buy things when they wanted to. <laughs> you could get on a plane, right? Right now, the airlines have to use some sort of weight measurement system that's in the cloud. If the cloud's down, the airlines don't have any idea how heavy their, their planes are and they can't fly. Does that make any sense? I don't think it makes any sense. That's what's happening with these these centralized cloud systems, and this is "quote unquote" improvement. <laughs> we all suffer at the same time, so I feel bad for the Nissan guys. But so, you think they changed that? I think we need to go back to the future and go to paper and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Carter approach. <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Berlin. What's up, Joe? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, earlier today, there was a, a gentleman who had a problem with the uh, updates on his Dell computer. Yeah, trying to do a BIOS uh, update. A bias of the exactly. I had the same issue, and it turned out that the the software that checks the bias uh, is out of date. So he has to update his uh, his the software that does the checking of the bias. Yeah, I kind of alluded to that in a different way, but that does yeah. make sense. So the tool he's using is not up to date, but the software is not Correct. smart enough to know it's not up to date. So it's right. he's in a exactly. Yeah, he's in an infinite loop. Well, thanks, Joe. Exactly. I appreciate exactly. that so. information. All right, thank you, and, and I enjoy your show. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so the tool he was using wasn't up to date. He's got to update the tool in order to make it work. Everything we talked about today has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. Mike G posted it, posted it live. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, as we're waiting for calls here, we, we work with small businesses as our day job, right? So what we do every day is dealing with you know, small businesses and their issues. And we have a large retail customer um, that you would know who uses distributed computing so that if their, their, their main central server goes down, their 56 stores can still sell you sneakers. <laughs> they don't need the main system to be up to be able to sell you things. Obviously, that's their goal, right? Selling stuff. And if your computer systems go down and you're not able to sell stuff, well... Your customers get cranky. Um, so I'm telling you, if you're considering some sort of centralized system, you're going to have to buy secondary and tertiary internet connections. And you may, you just may have to figure out how to sell stuff the old-fashioned way when your whole central system goes down. And that's just going to do your, your customers a favor so that you can still actually service them rather than saying, I'm sorry, the computers are down. You're going to have to go buy your, your stuff elsewhere. You know, it's just awful. Um, but you couldn't go to another Nissan dealer because they're, they're down they're too. All down too. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, so stick around. Doctor Alessi's up next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. You got. I'm sure you got garden talk. You got pet talk. You got law talk. If I, I'm not mistaken. So stick around here. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live. I want to thank Matt for producing. See you next week.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.